This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We've entered the season in the life of the church where Francis unleashes his most evil deeds in rapid succession. First, he announced possibly the worst crop of candidates imaginable for the office of cardinal in the church, since the unfortunate consistory that John Paul II held that gave us Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio, among other wicked men. And now we have news that Cardinal Supic just got the worst possible promotion. Worst if you care about the future of the church. So let's take a look at how Francis is very likely to open up a new front in his war against the traditional liturgy and traditional faith in the church. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition. Your support makes it possible for me to drop what I'm doing and to bring you the latest updates on the state of the church. And for that, I am eternally grateful. If you want to join them for like a dollar a month, you can help keep this work coming by using one of the links in the description box below to Patreon or to Subscribestar, the Patreon alternative, or click the join button. And for like a dollar a month, you can help keep this channel going. Thanks and on to our story of Francis and how he is securing the future for his revolution in Tierra and Cope in the church. Supic and a few other very questionable figures just were given new cushy jobs in Rome. They give them far too much influence and unfortunately make them even more papabile than they were before, meaning they are now eligible to become Pope, or at least have a better chance of ascending to the throne of Peter after Francis is gone. And I know that's a reassuring thought on a Thursday in June when the weather is nice and your thoughts are drifting towards a summer break, but it is the truth. Francis is playing the long game here. Headline from the Catholic News Agency. Pope Francis names Cardinal Supic a member of Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship. I do prefer Mr. Frank Walker's headline for this story over at Canon212.com. Francis names mass-crushing fiend Cardinal Supic a member of Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship. But the story is this. Francis the Great and Merciful has appointed Cardinals Supic, Farrell, Tagle, Grish, among others, to the Congregation for the Divine Worship. The CDW, headed by the soon-to-be Cardinal Roche, has become increasingly anti-tradition. Previously, Cardinal Robert Seurat was in charge of all things liturgy for Rome, but that has since changed, with the worst of the worst now in charge of overseeing the traditional priestly fraternities and religious. Ask yourself this basic question. If Francis is doing this, is he actually done waging war on the apostolic mass? I sincerely doubt it. From the article, quote, in 2021, Supic welcomed the publication of the Motu Proprio Traditionis Custodis, restricting celebrations of the traditional Latin Mass. Other churchmen named as members of the congregation include the Irish-American Cardinal Kevin Farrell, Prefect of the Dicastery for the Laity, the Family and Life, and the Bronx-born Archbishop Augustin de Noya, Adjunct Secretary of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Denoya also welcomed the publication of Traditionis Custodis, saying in a 2021 interview with the Catholic News Service, that the TLM, traditional Latin mass movement, has taken over the initiatives of St. John Paul II 
and Benedict XVI to its own ends. In a November 2021 essay, Supich said that Traditionis Custodis offered an opportunity to help all of our people come to a fuller understanding of the great gift that the Second Vatican Council has given us in reforming the way we worship. I take seriously my obligation to move forward in a way that promotes a return to a unitary celebratory form in accord with the directives of TC. But in the meantime, we all need to pray, as Jesus did the night before he died, that all may be one, he wrote. In December 2021, the 73-year-old cardinal issued a new policy for the Archdiocese of Chicago that curtailed the celebration of the traditional Latin Mass and other sacraments in Latin using liturgical books that predate Vatican II. Under the policy, which took effect on January 25, 2022, priests, deacons, and ordained ministers who wish to use the old rite must submit their request to the cardinal in writing and agree to abide by the new norms, end quote. Now ask again why Francis would do this now. People are under the assumption that because the FSSP were given a paper guarantee that still the Vatican has yet to put up on its own website for the world to see, that the FSSP will always be able to say the Mass according to the 1962 liturgical books. And because they have that right, apparently the assumption is all the other similar groups have that right. Because apparently Francis and Roach are now men of their word, if you believe that. But this gets better because it's becoming abundantly clear that Francis shaping the future of the church with his recent appointments. That's what he's doing, both at the coming consistory and now with the Congregation for Divine Worship. It came out that one of the men Francis is elevating at the coming consistory is a member of the group calling itself the Legionaries of Christ. Though it would be more truthful to call them the Legionaries of Satan or Maciel instead, given the kind of man their wicked founder was. This comes from California Catholic Daily with this headline. Why a red hat for Verges and not Schwedkirch? Sorry, I know I didn't say his name right. I have no idea. Gomez's cool response. Francis has been promoting not just protectors of Ted McCarrick, but he's also been elevating the spiritual sons of someone who may actually have been worse than McCarrick. From the article, quote, Pope Francis has seen el to fit to elevate a legionary curial officer, Archbishop Fernando Verguez Alzaga, President of the Pontifical Commission for Vatican City-State and President of the Governorate of Vatican City-State. The Legionaries of Christ are the religious congregation founded by the notorious Marcel Marcel, who used the priestly society as a front for his criminal exploits. Marcel also used the lay arm of the Legion, a group called Regnum Christi, as a cash cow to fund his debaucheries. It's one thing to forbear suppressing the Legion entirely, as Pope Francis has, and, before, and Benedict before him, though at least they did not protect and promote Maciel, as did Pope St. John Paul II, no doubt influenced by the late Angelo Cardinal Sodano, his long-serving Secretary of State, who died this past week at 94. It's quite another to elevate people attached to it, even if they are curial lifers like Archbishop Verguez. If personnel is policy, and it is, then victims of the Legion and of Ted McCarrick type problems in general may be forgiven the impression that Pope Francis's policy is somewhere between nothing to see here and get over it already. That's an impression made even more easily forgivable by Francis's decision to create Bishop Lucas Van Louis SDB, Emeritus of Ghent in Belgium. Van Louis hasn't, hasn't what one could precisely describe as an unproblematic track record when it comes to the, bro the broader Ted McCarrick problem. And mostly, quote, and I disagree with the sentiment here, actually, not because I think it's wrong, but because I think the author is mostly right. The problem is that when you look at McElroy and others, you'll see that many of the bishops he's promoted recently have something in common. 
Supich, McElroy, and numerous others all tried to defend McCarrick. They all did. McElroy got a ridiculous promotion despite this action, which frankly should have barred any of them from further promotions at the very least, if not led to their outright dismissal from the clerical state in a more just world. These moves by Francis are linked together, promoting Supich and others to oversee liturgical traditional sacraments and the rest, and the move to promote McElroy over Cordelione, who I hate to be the one to break this to you, who has himself, by the way, done some very troubling things lately that I'll go over probably this weekend or early in the coming week. What links these moves by Francis, a simple message to the American bishops and the extension, by extension, to the Catholics in the United States. That's what links all this together. Phil Lawler in a recent article explains this rather well from his article, quote, a slap in the face to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, which rejected McElroy's attempt to scuttle their bland statement on accountability, and the former USCCB president, Cardinal Daniel DeNaro, who was forced to school the irascible Bishop McElroy when he insisted too much on the subject. A slap in the face to Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles, head of the largest archdiocese in the United States, who was still waiting for his red hat in what can no longer be dismissed as an oversight. Archbishop Gomez is not only the current president of the USCCB, but he is also the metropolitan of the region where Bishop McElroy serves. A slap to the face of Hispanic Catholics who make up the majority of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles and are still anxiously awaiting to celebrate the elevation of a Hispanic cardinal. And of course, a slap in the face to Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione, who jumped to the headlines last week for taking the stance that Bishop McElroy harshly criticized, banning communion for Lady Moloch and for the many American bishops, and not to mention lay Catholics, who supported the disciplinary action of Archbishop Corleone. The tensions between Pope Francis and the U.S. Bishops Conference have become increasingly evident. By giving red hats to prelates far to the left of the consensus of the U.S. Bishops Conference, Supich, Tobin, and now McElroy, the pontiff is sending an unequivocal signal about his personal preferences, end quote. The cardinals from the U.S., now are largely Francis's men, and they are all eligible to participate in the next conclave. One of them may actually become Pope, though the chances of an American Pope are slim to none, and in this case, I thank God for that. But these are Francis's preferences laid out on full display for the world to see. This is the direction Francis wants for the church. That's obvious, but what should we expect? More moves against sacred tradition, especially in the liturgy and in the form of the sacraments. Cardinal Supich instituted one of the most draconian policies in Chicago, modeled after Francis's personal policy in the Diocese of Rome, which restricted the Latin Mass more than in almost any other place in the U.S., and when we're talking about Rome, in the world, and necessitated questions about the future of the canons regular and other groups in Chicago. Supich may only be outdone by Cardinal Wilton Gregory, who's rumored to have an even more draconian policy coming down the pipeline for the imperial capital shortly. But this leads me to ask you a more basic question. What do you think Supich, Tobin, and the rest will do now that they are overseeing the traditional liturgy and traditional religion? Is the Vatican becoming more overtly hostile to religion? Let me know what you think is next. I suspect an edit to the 1962 liturgical books is coming that will make the traditional Latin Mass very Novus Ordo, and they'll cite as precedence the edit to the 1962 liturgical book made by Benedict XVI when he removed the prayers for the conversion of our so-called elder brothers in the faith from the Mass. Yeah, he did that, and they still call it the 1962 liturgical books afterwards. They will essentially gut the Latin Mass in order to Novus Ordo it up to their liking. That's what I expect to come next. Though I don't know what timetable I have for that. I do think it'll be on a Marian feast day when they issue that, whenever that happens. 
which as a video I have for you in the coming days will show is when they do their evil deeds the most. They tend to like to do them on Marian feast days. But let me know what you think of these stories in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As does sharing these videos on social media. YouTube apparently now favors that. So if you want to help, please do so. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.